Hi, this is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message. Listen, it's my custom to stand for the reading of God's Word. I just do that. I don't do it trying to be religious. I do it because I want to honor the Word of God. I do it because I take the Word of God seriously. Maybe you're new. You've never been in a church where we stood for the reading of God's Word. I feel like, you know, we stand so much for things that don't matter. Let's stand for what does matter. Hallelujah. Uh, I, the old timers used to say, thank God for Jesus. Anybody thanking God for Jesus today? We're starting, uh, we're going to preach today again on the seri- in, from the series Cycles. And we just finished up our fast. Thank God for Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to have lunch today. But I feel like the Lord has given me a download for you. I'm speaking to you transparently. You and my live stream, I'm ready for you today. So this is going to be a transformational message for you. We're coming from Judges chapter 11. Judges chapter 11. You can follow along on the screen. It says now, Jephthah the Gileadite was a mighty man of valor, but he was the son of a harlot. He was a mighty man of valor, but, look at that, he had issues. Have you ever been in a good place, but you still had issues? That's for your neighbor, certainly not you. And Gilead begot Jephthah. Gilead's wife bore sons, and when his wife's sons grew up, they drove Jephthah out and said to him, You shall not have an inheritance in our father's house, for you are the son of another woman. One translation says a strange woman. Listen, brothers, you better watch them strange women. Sisters, you better watch them strange men. (laughs) There's a word there for somebody. Hallelujah. Verse 3, then Jephthah fled from his brothers and dwelt in the land of Tob, and worthless men banded together with Jephthah and went raiding, went out raiding with him. And it came to pass after a time that the people of Amnon made war against Israel. And so it was. When the people of Amnon made war against Israel, that the elders of Gilead went to get Jephthah from the land of Tob, and they said to Jephthah, Come and be our commander, that we may fight against the people of Amnon. So Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, Hey, hold up. (laughs) Didn't y'all hate me? Didn't you expel me from my father's house? Why do you come now to me when you are in distress? And the elders of Gilead said to Jephthah, That is why we've turned again to you now that you may go with us and fight against the people of Amnon and be our head over us, over all the inhabitants of Gilead. So Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, if you take me back, take me back home to fight against the people of Amnon and the Lord delivers them to me, shall I be your head? And the elders of Gilead said to Jephthah, the Lord will be a witness between us if we do not do according to your words. Then Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead, and the people made him head and commander over them. And Jephthah spoke all his words before the Lord in Mitzvah. We're talking about cycles. Today I want to teach for a few minutes, breaking the cycle of rejection. Maybe you're here and you say, well, Pastor, I've never been rejected. What do you have to say about that? Keep living 
Slip up your hands if you're ready to learn. Father, thank you that we're going to break every cycle of rejection off of our lives, that we are more than what's been done to us. We are more than what's been said to us. We are more than what people have said about us. We've even, we're even more than what we've thought about ourselves. Hallelujah. We give you praise that cycles are going to be broken in Jesus' name. Somebody give the Lord a crazy praise. Come on. You can be seated. On some level, y'all, every one of us, young and old and, and all in between, have dealt with rejection. And I said just a moment ago, if you haven't, just keep living. Wave at me if you've ever dealt with rejection on some level. It's part of the journey of life. It's part of, the, uh, of what we face as we go through life. Rejection means this. It means to be judged as unworthy, to be counted unfit, to be unaccepted. And we've all dealt with this somewhere in our lives. I remember when I was growing up, when I was in high school, y'all, I wanted to wear Levi's because Levi's were cool. And I wanted to be cool back then. If you wore Levi's and a terry cloth shirt, especially if it was OP, come on somebody, you had it going on like Donkey Kong. Can I get a witness? And that's what I wanted. But see, we didn't have very much resources and my mom shopped at Woolco. Now y'all don't know about Woolco. But she brought me some jeans from Woolcoast. I got you some school clothes, son. And the jeans, the back pockets were on the front, and the front pockets were on the back. And there was a, a little sign right here, a little, a little sign that said, cheap jeans. So I went to school with cheap jeans on. Everybody knew they were cheap jeans, so I kept saying, Mom, I need some Levi's. Can't you get me some Levi's? So my mom and dad found a store called Goose. And it was where all the Levi rejects went. So they cut the tag off the Levi's. See, y'all never dealt with stuff like that. And they cut the tag here. All of it was cut off. And they were, they were factory rejects. And so one leg is shorter than the other. Your tag is cut off. You got your hem up in front by your knee, but you walking in like you're bad. Come on, you got your goose on. And you wearing factory rejects. The truth is the devil wants to make you feel like a goof. He wants to make you feel like a reject because people have rejected you, but I have come with a word today. I've come to tell somebody you're not a goof and you're not a reject. Baby, God's got a plan for your life, and I believe that the best is yet to come. If you believe it, give the Lord a shout in the house. If anybody knew about being rejected, the principal character of our story did. His name was Japhath. The Bible says, now Japhath was a mighty man of valor, but, somebody say but, but he was the son of a harlot. Now, now, ain't that something? The text seems to imply that he was a great man, a man of valor, but. He was almost there, but. He was almost good enough, but. He was almost acceptable, but. See, he might have been a man of valor, and valor actually means strength and ability and wealth and power, 
Unfortunately, there was a but attached to that. See, hear me in this room. I've learned something very powerful. Because in life, there are some people who will never accept you, no matter how hard you try or what you do. They will always attach a but to your compliment. They will always attach a but when they describe you to whatever they're trying to say about you, even if it seems to be a good thing. They'll say, she's a smart lady, but you know she has a past. He's a good man, but he has a lot of issues. She might be a fine speaker or singer, but she's got a lot of problems. And they sling accusations and mud about where you were and where you've come from. Very often they'll talk about what you used to be with no honoring of where you've come to and what you are now. See, here's the truth. There are some people who cannot justify rejecting you for who you are now, so they reject who you used to be. Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing, but I'm starting to feel like preaching. There are some people, they can't reject who you've become, so they reject who you were. Hear me in this room. Sometimes people reject us because of where we've come from, because of our journey, and because of who we used to be. These people will never let you get done with your past. They'll never let you get beyond your struggle, even when you're done with it. Even though for you it was a season, for them it is a sentence. Help me preach in this room. Even though for you it was just a time in your life, you've gotten beyond it, you've grown beyond it, it's not who you are, it doesn't define you anymore, but they still want to define you by what you were and what you did. But I've come with good news today. There is something called redemption. There is something called a new beginning. And every one of us have that in the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to listen to me in this room today if you're dealing with rejection. Sometimes you've got to let it go. Sometimes you've got to make up in your mind that you're not going to be bound by what people have said or even by the people that have hurt you the deepest. You're on the road to recovery, precious, and on the path to breaking cycles of rejection when you realize some people will never accept you, that they're never going to affirm you, no matter what you outlive or no matter what, who you become in Christ, they're never going to affirm you or accept you. You've got to move on. There are some times in life that you must move on, that you must understand that, that some people are never going to give you an attaboy. They're never going to pat you on the back. They're never going to acknowledge where you've come. They're never going to acknowledge what you've done. They're never going to acknowledge what you've been able to accomplish. And I want to tell you something. We have this tendency to look for affirmation. But here's the truth. If you live for their affirmation and applause, you'll die off of their criticism. Someone in this room needs to hear the preacher today. It's time to move on. Moving on is part of it. Moving on is breaking the cycle of rejection. It's saying, you know what? I know that I can't impress you. I know that whatever I do is not going to be good enough for you. But in the name of Jesus, I love you, but I'm moving on. Sometimes you got to say, see you later, alligator, in a while, crocodile. Sometimes you got to get the 10th spiritual gift. I got the gift of goodbye. I love you, I'm gonna be kind to you, but I'm not staying in a season that God wants to bring me out of. Jephthah in this story was considered less than in his relationships. And the ones that rejected him was his very own family. 
Now, now there are some people that will always view you as less than. No matter what, they will never see you as anything less, anything more than less. They always see you as less. And they may even be in your own family. They may even have your own last name. You say, well, pastor, what should I do? Well, I'm 54. I've been married now 30 years. I believe I've lived long enough to give some advice if you would hear it. You got to love them, y'all, but you got to move on. You say, well, pastor, I'm married to them. I'm not saying you can sever the relationship with them. You can't sever every relationship with your family because you can't pick your family. Can I get a witness in here? You ever look at some of your family and you can't even believe your family with that family? Y'all know when I travel, I often do a family reunion special. When I sell my books and stuff, I say you can buy one at normal price and you can get one at half off. And you say, Pastor, why is that a family reunion special? You buy one for normal, you get one half off. Because you know when you go to family reunion, for every one of your family that's normal, one of them's half off. Can I get a witness in the house? Who am I talking to? The truth is you can't sever every relationship, but you got to move on from their rejection. You got to come to a place where you can say, you know what, I'm going to love you. You're still going to be my family, but I'm not going to live in the rejection that you spoke over my life. God still has a plan for me. The Lord is on my side. Hear me in this house. Jephthah had trouble, y'all. His mama was a harlot. And his dad's name was Gilead. And if you define Gilead's name, it means Rocky. So this brother, his mother was a harlot and his dad's name means Rocky. And this described his life and family. Y'all, he came from a rocky place. He had a rocky background. He had a rocky relationship with his family. And some of us know what that is. My family put the funk in dysfunction. I wish I could tell you that I was raised like the Brady's. No, there was no, here's the story of a lovely lady who was bringing up three very lovely girls. All of them had hair of gold just like their mother. Come on, the youngest one in curls. I'm preaching now. Here's the story of a man named Brady who was bringing up four boys of his own. They were four men living all together, yet they were all alone. Till the one day when the lady met the fella and she knew that it was much more than a hunch that this group would somehow form a family. That's the way they all became. We were never the Brady Bunch. We were the Rayleigh Dysfunctional. And see, you can't be responsible for where you come from. You can't help what you've been through. But you don't have to be trapped by the rejection and the trouble of your past. In the name of Jesus, God is greater. Somebody give him praise if you believe it. You know, I was just recently flying y'all from Indiana. I've been preaching this revival service. We had quite a move of God. I was sitting there literally working on this message right here, and the plane started rocking y'all. It started, it start, we started just dipping and rocking, and there was so much turbulence. And you know what I did? I jumped right up and got out of that plane. It scared me so bad I stepped right out. I did not. I put my seatbelt on and I just said everything's going to be all right because even if it's rocky, I wasn't getting off the plane because I had confidence in the captain. 
that he was going to get me where he told me I would go. I was going to get to my destination. Let me tell you something. Maybe you've been through some rocky seasons, but you know the captain, and you're going to get to your destination. He's going to get you to where you're going. Give God a shout if you believe it. Hallelujah. Now, some of y'all need to listen to me today. Stop living in past rejection and get hooked on now. Push your neighbor and say, get hooked on now. Not hooked on how, but hooked on now. Praise the Lord. Get hooked on now. God has a plan for your life, and you're going to get to your destination. You may start out rocky, but you won't end rocky. You may go through trouble, but you don't have to stay in trouble. You may have been rejected, but you are not a reject. Hallelujah. Now, now this man, Jephthah, he's driven away from the rocky place by his own family. And here's a secret the devil doesn't want you to know, especially in his life. He's driven away from this rocky place by his family, but his trouble actually became his transportation. Now, the enemy wishes that I'd stop preaching right here because he doesn't want you to know it or realize it. But oftentimes, God will allow you some trouble because he knows that he's not going to kill you and this trouble will not destroy you, but it will develop you and your trouble will become your transportation. The very thing that the devil tried to bring against you is going to be the thing that gets you out of a negative season and gets you into his plan, God's plan for your life. Uh. Preach, Pastor Rayleigh. I'm preaching to myself. Remember now, this man, Jephthah, he's in a rocky place, y'all. He's in a rocky place, but it's become home to him. He'd become, he'd become accustomed to being dogged out. He'd gotten comfortable with abuse. He got okay with rejection. And one side note here, let me tell you something. Never let the enemy make you comfortable being abused. Never let the enemy make you comfortable being rejected and comfortable going through trouble and staying in a situation where you deal with abuse and rejection. I want you to understand something. Even if you're in a rocky place right now, know who you are. Know your worth. Know that God is on your side. And don't take what people say to you as law and word, but rise up and say, you can say what you want to say, but I know that in the end, the Lord is on my side and whatever he has for me is going to be my reality, not your words. Be very careful that you don't get comfortable living in a situation underneath the abuse and the rejection of people, something that God intends for you to, to learn from. Don't camp there. Don't live there. At some point, you got to say, not another day. Let me tell you something. I'm going to make somebody mad. And if y'all are mad, my email is pastordone at calvaryfl.com. But listen, if that man lays his hands on you, lady, if he touches you, that ain't a man. That ain't even a boy. I don't know what that is, but if he touches you, don't you stay in that house with him. You walk out, you find you somewhere to go. Don't you let him abuse you. Don't let you let him, don't you let him beat you. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Let me tell you, you touch one of my daughters. I will shoot you in the name of Jesus. 
deathbed repentance, belief for a miracle, but at the end of the day, my children are not made to be struck. My, my daughters are made to be treasured. Never get comfortable in abuse. Never allow yourself to think that that's what you're made for. God never made you to be abused. God never made you to be rejected. God made you that you might rise up and embrace your purpose and his purpose for your life. My, 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 I didn't mean to go there, but maybe I'm helping somebody. I said, maybe I'm helping somebody. I'm, I believe that with all my heart. I don't believe that, that women should endure being beaten by a man. I feel a heaviness in my heart about that. Let me just say that again. Don't you do it, lady. Don't you let him lay a hand on you. You call 911. Put that joker in jail. Hallelujah. I got to get back on my notes, but I... I You got to know your worth. Tell your neighbor, know your worth. Now, now, their rejection of him was so complete that he fled to this land called Tob. Somebody say Tob. Now, here's where it just blows my mind. Because his family rejects him. He leaves the rocky place, and he goes to Tob. You know what Tob means in the Hebrew? It means good. <laughs> so God leads him to a good place. He was stuck in rejection, but God opened up a good place. I don't know who I'm talking to, but God is able to use the rejection that you're in in one season to open up a good thing in the next season, a good place, a good opportunity, a good family, a good relationship. How many of you are ready for a good place? See, sometimes you have to endure rejection to get to a good place. Sometimes you've got to endure things you don't want to endure to get to a good place. And here's what I want to tell you. You ought to write this down. Sometimes, somebody say sometimes. Sometimes there is direction in rejection. Sometimes you must be rejected in the wrong place so you can be accepted in the right place. I thought at least the people in the back would shout over that. I thought the people over here would give God praise over that. Sometimes you've got to be rejected in the wrong place so you can be accepted in the right one. There will come a day in the name of Jesus. There will come a moment when you will leave the rocky place, when their rejection may have driven you out, and you'll look back and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the rejection. Thank you that you took me through what you took me through. Oh, Don, we've been rejected. We've been through some hard days. But, you know, now we can look back in this 30-year journey and say, thank you, Lord, for every time they rejected us us because I could have never got here had I not been there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody is about to hear a word from heaven. God is about to bring you out of the rocky place and open up a good place and your rejection is going to be your revival. Somebody give God a shout. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, if you don't claim that, say, I already have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything the devil tried to do in my life, it didn't work. And that rejection will be my revival.
The Bible says that the steps of a good man are what? Ordered of the Lord. God will use rejection. I'm going to declare in faith over you, even if it's rocky right now, even if it's a rocky season that you're in, even if you're in a rocky place of rejection, it's not time to give in. It's not time to quit. It's time to praise the Lord. It's time to praise the Lord because it's all good. Push your neighbor and say, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, there, there comes a point even when you go through hard days, when you finally get beyond them. Oh, y'all, I'm, I'm speaking from experience. You, you'll get beyond those hard days, those times of rejection, and you'll look back at the journey that you've been on and where God has brought you to, and you'll say, it's all good. It's all good. I'm good. It's all good. He brought me out. It's all good. He made a way. It's all good. I've come through it. It's all good. It didn't kill me. It's all good. I got relationships. It's all good. He forgave me. It's all good. The Lord put my life back together. It's all good. I wasn't good enough for you, but it's all good. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Touch two or three people. Say, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. The steps of a good man are order the Lord, and it's all good. Maybe you're not right where you thought you would be, but the Lord loves you too much not to order your steps. It's all good. It's going to work out. Now, hear me. Move on. Somebody say, move on. See, see, here's the truth. It's all good, but one thing you've got to do. You, you've got to get to a point where you realize that through rejection at times, God is opening up a good place. And hear me, you may be enduring rejection right now, but the good is coming. It's all good. Now Jephthah winds up in a good place, a place called Tom. And here's something very significant. Here's something very important. Here's something the devil wishes I wouldn't tell you. But here's what happened. What had happened was, he winds up in this good place. After being rejected, God takes him to a good place. And in this good place, he learns how to fight. See, had he not gone through what he went through, he would have never learned how to fight. This process woke up the warrior in him. Had he not endured that rejection, he would have never risen to be that warrior, that fighter that God had caused him to be, called him to be. And enduring that rejection, y'all, he found himself. He discovered who he was. He said, I'm more than I thought I was. I can do more than I thought I could do. I can become more than I thought I could become. And he discovered his purpose, and he did it without their acceptance, without their validation. He found himself, and he found out, man, I'm a warrior, and I can do this. I've learned how to fight. I want to set somebody free this morning. You need to stop seeking affirmation from people who will never give it to you anyway. They have no intention of affirming you. You need to accept their rejection and move on. And praise God that you're learning through it and you're learning how to fight. Let me tell you, I say in the name of Jesus, all this process that many of you have been in, all it's doing is making you better and it's waking up the warrior in you. Their rejection actually made him stronger. It got him ready for what was next. It got him ready for what was next. 
Some of y'all don't even know it, but what you've been through is getting you ready for what's next. You're learning how to fight. You're learning how to pray. You're learning how to believe. You're learning how to trust God. You're learning how to sow. You're learning how to give. You're learning how to worship when you don't feel it and praise it when praise it when all hell is breaking loose. You're learning how to say, God, I don't understand the season, but I know that you're able to do everything you promised in my life. Now, here's where the story trips me out. Here's where the story just takes like a hard left because the story gets so intense here because the very people in one verse that don't want nothing to do with him wind up now needing him. Ain't that a trip? I mean, you ever had that happen to you? The peace, somebody says it's happening right now, come on. I hear you, sister. They didn't have any use for you till they needed you. But now you go to family reunion, they want to fix your plate. You got any sweet potato pie, baby? Let me get you some banana pudding. You're like, who is this? Last year you wouldn't even talk to me. Last year you were talking about how my husband was acting. Last year you were telling me how nasty my children were. And now your children, that's your mind, and your husband walked out, and now you won't talk to me. Where are the real people at? <laughs> now you want to be my friend? You broke, now you need, you need some money now. Yeah, my light bills do. You my friend. You weren't my friend six months ago. Preach, Pastor Rayleigh. God has a way, y'all. I've lived long enough to see it. Don't be surprised if the people who reject you in one season wind up needing you in another. Let me speak that over you. There's going to come a point in your life where the very people who rejected you in one season are going to have to call on you in the next. And you don't have to vindicate yourself. You don't have to speak up for yourself. The Lord will fight your battles and they will see the necessity of who you are. Give God a shout if you hear me preaching. There are people in your life that will continue to reject you until they need, until they need what you've got. And when they need what you've got, then all of a sudden you are all that and a bucket of chicken. They wouldn't speak to you in one season. They want to join your team in the next season. Push your name and say, God has a way. My question is, how do you handle it? Because the story ain't over. How do you handle it? Well, here's what you do. You take a contract out on their life. You have them shot. No, you can't do that. Burn their house down. No, you... I can't burn their house down? No. I, how about if I just keyed their car? You can't even do that. 
can I, can I slash their tires? I got 5-0 all over the house. They can't do that, right? I got the popo in the house. No? No, they, the popo's on the front row. They say, no, you can't do that. <laughs> what do you do? I mean, let's, let, let's get real about it. Okay, I, I, you're helping me preach. Here, here's, watch this. Listen, listen. Jesus said, do good to them that despitefully use you. Love them that hate you. I mean, that's what he said. And I try to do that until my country kicks in. And then, but seriously, I have given my, we, we try our very best to do that. Because when it's all said and done, I, I love what Japheth did. Because Japheth actually helped them. But he called them out. He said, I'm not going to allow you to do to me what you've done in the past. I'm not who I used to be. Oh, I'm not that little boy that you could dog out. I'm not that little boy that you could tear down. I'm not that little person anymore. I learned how to fight. I've been in a good place. I'm different than I used to be. Is there anybody here different than you used to be? You're not who you were. So the things that used to work don't work anymore. Japheth said to the elders in verse 7, but you hate me. You kicked me out of the family home, and now you're trying to come to me. Are you in trouble? You're, you're doing this because you're in trouble, right? He said, wait a minute. He, he said, I might be willing to help you, but you can't treat me the way you treated me in the past anymore. I'm not the young, vulnerable boy that I was. I'm not bound by your rejection anymore. I've broken that off of my life. I understand my value. I understand my purpose. God allowed man's rejection to unlock his favor. And I'm sure he said, I'm not who I used to be. I've learned how to fight. Hear me. I went through hard times, but I learned to fight. I went through pain and a past and people's opinions and I went through rejection but in spite of it all God led me to a good place and I learned how to fight that's why you can't have my children, devil. You can't have my family. Because I learned how to fight. The truth is, there are people who want you back in their life, but they can't handle the real you. They, they want the decaffeinated you. They want the fat-free you. Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing. They want the sugar-free you. I equate everything to food. It seems to work better that way for me. But it's my 30th anniversary, so it's full fat, full sugar, fried with gravy. Hallelujah. 
there's some people who don't want all of you. Japheth said, I'll help you, but this time it's going to be different. I'm not that little rejected boy anymore. I'm coming to help you, but you got to see me for who I am. There are some people look at me. Listen to me, precious. Listen to me, young man. Listen to me, fathers. Be an example to your sons, mothers. Be an example to your daughters. Value the person that you are. And, and I want you to understand everything that I'm trying to say because I want to help you. Japheth said, I, I, I'm willing to help you, but you got to see me. You got to see my worth. You got to see that I matter. The rejection in the end didn't hurt me because I'm not just coming back, I'm coming back different, he said. See, in the name of Jesus, I break the spell of the cycle of rejection off of your life. I say that it's reversed. Maybe you're a lady here and you've been struggling, feeling rejected because you don't think you're the perfect size this or a man, you don't think you're you, you, you don't look like this guy or you don't look like that girl or you don't have what she has or you don't have what they have and you've been living in a place of rejection but the Bible says that it came to pass in the process of time I understand it to be like this it came to pass just at the right time you know there are two words for time in the Bible there's the chronos and chronos literally means the tick-tock of time it's the time that passes, 26, 25, 24, 23, 22, 21. That's the chronos of time. But then there's something called the kairos of time. When time stops being the tick-tock of time and becomes a moment. <laughs> a moment when everything changes. A moment, a kairos moment when the cycle is broken. I want to tell you today that I came to preach to somebody and invite you out of the TikTok of time and into a moment when God breaks the cycle of rejection off of your life. This is your moment to break that cycle of rejection off of your life. Don't worry. Not even one more day. I, I close with this. Hear me in this house. Hear me in this place. I know what it is to be rejected. I know what it is to have the person who should have loved me the most look at me and just say, you're no good. I know what it is to suffer verbal abuse I know what it is to see my sister with bite marks up and down her arm I know what it is to be abused physically verbally and even sexually I know what it is to feel like I could never be good enough and it carried over into my life. Can I be transparent? 
I brought it into my marriage. And I was always trying to be good enough for you, Don. I felt like nothing I brought you was enough. Nothing I provided was good enough. And I didn't realize it until just a few years ago that I was still that little boy trying to gain acceptance from somebody who never rejected me. I look back now. Today I celebrate 30 years of marriage. I got a sweet girl named Courtney who loves Jesus. Who's wonderful. Who has great purpose in her life. And who's right where she needs to be. Good days are coming for you, girl. I got Channing. My mini-me. I can't kill her for being me, y'all. My little curly hair, 20 years old, about to graduate college. And I got my buddy Peyton that I adopted out of foster care. Changed his name, made him mine. God took me out of the rocky place, brought me to top. And I'm not perfect, but I'm not a reject. And I'm not a goof. I'm more than what I've been through. And so are you. I feel the Spirit of the Lord in this place. You know, I feel like I stopped and I warned a woman who may be enduring abuse. Don't you put up with it another day. Don't you get comfortable in that rejected season. You are more than that. Now, I finish with this. This man, Japhath, I love his name because Pastor Troy, his name means he opens. And some of you have been in a rocky place and you've endured rejection. But Jim Rayleigh stands up, not just as a preacher, but as a testimony that God can open up a good place for you. <laughs> Here's the deal though, precious. He broke that cycle of rejection off of me, and he can do it for you. This is just real raw. But here's, here's the reality. You can't be who you used to be and who God has called you to be at the same time. 
You can't be rejected and accepted at the same time. At some point, you got to let it go and say, God, I'm valuable. I'm precious. I'm not a goof. I'm not a reject. I'm not flawed and unable to be used by you because of where I came from or what I've been through. God, you're opening up a good place for me. And I'm telling you, I've learned how to fight. So don't even think about it, devil. And some of y'all are coming back, but you're coming back different. You're not going to come back wounded and weak and afraid, but you're coming back with power and authority. Stand to your feet all across this room. If you're here today and you'd say, Pastor, I've dealt with rejection, heads bowed, eyes closed. I've dealt with the spirit of rejection. Hallelujah. And I want to break it off of my life. If you're here and you want to break every spirit of rejection off of your life, I want you to raise your hand right now. I've dealt with it, Pastor. I've dealt with it, Pastor. I've dealt with it, Pastor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I break every spirit of rejection in this place. I break every cycle of rejection that the enemy has tried to bring against people. I take authority over it right now. Devil, you won't cause people to live in rejection. But in the name of Jesus, I decree and declare that it's a new season. I decree and declare in the name of Jesus that as people raise their hands, they're embracing a new life. Hallelujah. They're embracing a new season. Glory to God. I speak the prayer presence and power of God to open a new door to realize that we are people of purpose, that we are people of destiny. I break that cycle of rejection off of you. I break it off of you, sir. I break it off of you in the name of Jesus. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Y'all, I've got to be at the airport in just a few minutes. In 17 minutes, I should be there. But before I leave, raise your hands because I break that cycle of rejection in the name of Jesus. And I decree and I declare that you will revisit this message. And I want you to raise your hands and say this after me. Say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord that new doors are opening, that I'm a person of purpose, I'm a person of power, and every cycle, come on, every cycle of rejection is broken off of my life. Now give God a shout of praise. Give Him a shout of praise. Give Him a shout of praise. Give Him a shout of praise. Come on, give him a shout of praise. Nobody leave for just a moment. Pastor Troy is going to come. I want you to stay right where you are. Don't forget to help me. How many of you are excited? How many of you received the word from heaven today, did you? Give God a praise if you're thankful for his word. I need you to help me now. I need you to, if you can bring stuff to help me load the semi-trailer. We've got it on toward full. We're going to make a difference in the panhandle. If you would like to be part of what God is doing here at Calvary, you can give online at calvaryofl.com or you can use our app. We hope this message encouraged you to experience the Spirit, embrace the lost, and live the life. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you soon.